0: Hello and welcome back to the Bench Units podcast. Uh, I'm James McSorley. I paused there for some reason. I feel like I should start this again, but I'm not going to. Mark, how's it going?
1: It's going good, man. Do you know how many times when you've done the intro, I've like rhythmically gone to do the like, uh at the same time as you, and you've blown past it enough times that I have just like, gone off my guard and now you've come back to it. So I'm very upset I missed that chance. But other than that, all is well, how are you?
0: Can't complain. Um, we don't play this weekend because we've got a game postponed, which is lovely. Um, well, but yeah, definitely. it would have been good to postpone the last one until we got our act together. But God you knows when that will be. Can't get away from talking about it forever. But before we do, I
1: have a random question I'm going to throw at you because I have actually have this one in mind. And I think at the point when it happened was when we weren't recording over summer and I was like, I need to ask James this because I've asked random people this during the the interim time period but we went to play crazy golf not so long ago and it got me thinking what sport do you think could do with a crazy adaptation and what would the details of that be
0: okay so obviously what you mean is can we make it smaller and can we put novelty objects in the middle yes. to make it more difficult um exactly. More difficult
1: and therefore more fun because I think all the answers I got from people are sports that are really boring. <laughs> it
0: was like hey, this will liven things up. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, how boring. Can we go mini chess? Where we're like, oh no, sorry. <laughs> You're like knight to e three. Oh, I'm sorry. There's there's a there's a there's a mini waterfall. I mean there's a there's a there's a mini there's something there. There's like I don't know. There's a frog. Yeah. There's a hippo that's opening its mouth, so you can only play knight to e three. No, okay, no you can't. Okay, no you can't
1: that one's quicksand and also there's no e3 they're all just like those letters that prince changed his name to
0: Ah, uh, yes um gave me crazy crazy golf just make it worse <laughs> no um, <laughs> crazy crazy. Ar- crazy archery there you go crazy That's archery so, yeah, so there's like i don't know stuff flying through the air between you and the target and you have to avoid it. Or if there's like a loop that if you can go through on your way there rather than avoid it, you get double points. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, man, I've nailed this. Never mind. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We've been the Bench <laughs> Units um, podcast. And peace. Nobody, have you got a good idea?
1: I imagine. Uh, my I don't know the exact details of it yet, but my answer I came up with for what would be the most fun would be if there was a crazy bowling where you had to just use a real actual heavy bowling ball, but throw it down these hectic courses where it could bounce off at random angles and like roll through fire and all that stuff. And yeah, essentially the more boring the sport, the better, the crazy adaptation is like, I think archery you described, I had somebody else say darts and they described it as like on Indiana Jones or like Prince of Persia where there's like blades swinging rhythmically that you have to try and dodge and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, but they're should... not swinging between you and the board. They're actually swinging where you stand. Like they don't get in the way of the darts. They just put your life in danger. I've thought of a better one: crazy, crazy, crazy golf, where you just like bulldoze every golf course in the world and put social housing there instead. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of, get rid of it, and tell lads that it's all right to just go for a walk with their friends and talk <laughs> about their week. Like, oh god, talking question. about weeks.
1: Last question before we move on from that. If we did bulldoze it all and build social housing, would we get to keep the swinging blades or would that be hazardous?
0: <laughs> it goes from a socialist utopia to like some sort of conservative dream where it's like we put social housing in there and the bulldozer stays. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. This has, into, this has turned into a nightmare. You really right. stepped on my, okay, talking about a bad week. Let's talk about <laughs> some basketball. But yeah. Yeah. So it's a pretty good week for Ami Abalpascetti, wouldn't you say? I certainly there would you go. What a pro! Although
1: public service announcement to any teams, team, you know, guys who play for teams, coaches, team staffs, whatever. I would like, at the point where you're blowing out a team that should be reasonable competition, I would really like people to bear in mind that we need something to talk about when we do this, and it gets profoundly more difficult when what should have been probably a semi-interesting who-could-they-do-it game immediately turns into a 30-point affair a couple of minutes into the third quarter.
0: Um, Yeah. All this without Salazar in the first half. I was like, oh, interesting. But (laughs) it's a weird one because, like, there's no Salazar, but then also, like, Lee isn't playing a massive amount with these guys at the minute. So, like... I don't know, you're like, oh, big inside presence isn't here, but also that being the sort of, like Salazar has been pretty effective matching up against guys bigger than him, so that's kind of not a thing that was needed. But uh, yeah, you still miss him on the other end, obviously. You miss him on both sides of the ball either way, but wouldn't have made 40 points of difference, I would say here. I think that's entirely fair.
1: when you consider that they started Kozarinia in Salazar's place and Kozarina essentially looks like you redistributed Salazar's body weight to make him taller rather than wider, um, that's not really going to cut it when Lee's coming back because as big and long as Kozarinia is, there's some guys who are just bigger and longer <laughs> that, even than that. And yeah. Kosir- I mean, had a
0: good game though, man. 29 on 13 and 23. I, I liked it.
1: Yeah, I, I liked it, and it was only spoiled by the fact that because of the lack of Salazar being there, he played 40 minutes and was a minus 40 in <laughs> the plus minus. So yeah. tough, um, tough game to have your best game of the season. But I thought he played well individually. I thought the Amiab stats
0: again; they've held strong without Lee up to this point. Um, Although Lee, who's coming back, like yeah. bumping up his minutes every game. I don't know what's don't know what the deal is there, obviously, but. I've sure. missing for a while, and I was kind of reintegrating back in slowly but surely. Um, I imagine those minutes aren't going to stay at 15 all year, but no,
1: they, they've not lost. Maybe they'll keep bringing him off the bench so that you don't know, disrupt things.
0: But um... where is the point with where is the point where that makes sense with a coach? Because I know a lot of coaches will be like, "Hey, we're winning and we're doing well, and I want to reward these guys." And then at one, what point do you get yeah, at Lee Manning? Like, what do we like? Um... That there, there is a point where. Yeah a level there's a level of player that you don't do that lee is not that level of player is what i'm saying lee's like world time like world class um but like there's a there's a certain element of like oh you're starting like um these guys and we're smashing everyone and we want to reward them and they're unbelievable they're doing unbelievably it's like defensively they're just what are you going to do there you're looking at that ben fox harry brown Matheus Phillips, Chaos on Rubio, Phil Pratt. Like, what, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. It's interesting well, like, that they kind of went first couple of games when Lee wasn't there. They went there for big um, Charlie on the floor and they went half, they went a point under um, with uh, Alexi Ruiz. And now they're just like, nah, man, we're just going to go yeah. quick and smaller. And like, they're still getting inside. Like, Ben shot 100%. Um, I know he's kind of stretching it out and playing on the perimeter now, but like Ben's going hundred percent, like everyone's super efficient. So you're not you're not dying to go inside with different guys if you're just gonna get inside with whoever you want. And also Filipsky shoots the ball so well that yeah. one, he shoots shoots the percentage that most people do in the charge circle, and also opens the floor up so much that everyone else can kind of get whatever they want once he gets going. And he's yeah. been going for two months. <laughs>
1: this is um, the opposite thing. I look at this game and I even had speaking to Ben before this game he was like you know Grand Canary have been good this might be a tough one and I don't know if I really expected it to be tough necessarily but this struck me as one of those games that can mid-season I think there's always a handful of these that are like a, have the potential to be a rite of passage game on either side where it's like Grand Canaria solid mid-table Possibly scrapping for fourth team. Um, you know, can they put a scare into Albuset? You know, probably a bit steep to predict an upset, but can this be like a single digit score line by the end of the game and everyone be like, Ooh, Grand Canaria, like maybe this is something. And no. then there's about a the 30 point gap where probably nothing is gained from this. And then the flip side of that is if this is a 40 point win for the favorite over a undoubtedly solid team then you have to start looking at it from the angle of oh maybe this is you know the there's only so much you can learn from like a 20 point win over a good team but a 40 point win over a good team it's not like this is forty against Hitafe right or Burgos no, or,
0: this is I mean? just as com- as comprehensive as anyone's been against anyone really against a top 6 team in the league top 5 team in the league I would say
1: that's exactly it in much less words than i just put it um, yeah
0: like the, yeah oh, there's yeah um sure although we're not here to be concise we're trying to run like 45 minutes <laughs> so um, we don't want to be concise imagine if we were just like hey i figured out how to nail this in 10 words all right cool <laughs> goodbye hey if you would if you would prefer that format don't don't tell us i don't i don't want to hear that i don't that would hurt
1: That would hurt, and it would also save us a lot of time, but then we would just have to face the fact that we don't really catch up outside of recording anymore, (laughs) and they'll be like, oh dear God.
0: Um, I was going to say the opposite. I was going to be like, hey guys, we'll be talking anyway, so welcome (laughs) in. I think if we didn't do this, we'd probably... How quickly would it take the podcast to fold for us to be like... How long after that would it take us to be like, hey Mark, do you think Low pointers develop slower than high pointers because X, Y, and Z. Like, how, how long would it take us to get there? Only oh, like, like a week.
1: Minutes, but it'd be over WhatsApp.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine if instead of publishing this, we just printed our WhatsApp from like the the general five minutes on each game messages back and forth and just like publish that? Oh, gosh. That would be, That'd be terrible. terrible. I
0: don't want terrible. to do that.
1: Yeah, I think we we've dragged this game out at this point. We're massively off topic. Um Alba 70% shooting, give or take. And yeah, Gran Canaria, 63, semi-respectable offensive output against a team this good defensively. Um 29 from Cosarinia, 18 from Katie know Not inefficient, even. 49% shooting on a handful less shots, but it was three-point makes for Albacete making nine threes, and yeah, I just you almost look at this. And you're like, I don't know where the the extra um, points came from, other than shooting twenty percent higher. Which, given the number of attempts taken, is fifteen more made shots. <laughs> it's like, okay, that that yeah, mathematically,
0: them. there you go.
1: <laughs> that'll pad the numbers out real quick. Yeah, you're
0: most of the way there already. Yeah. this is the the numbers don't add up thing, but this is the numbers do add up. Where you're like, oh yeah, if you shoot this many more shots from this place at this much higher percentage, yeah, that's pretty much all the way there. We're no longer looking for loose change. Right, all right. Cool. <laughs> Next one: Joventut sixty six, uh, Amivel Malaga eighty three. I call these teams different things every week, depending on whether I can be bothered giving them their full name, <laughs> and. Yeah, this is a weird one. Two close quarters and two not close quarters. In, um, yeah. First and third were pretty close. Second and fourth weren't. I kind of. First quarter was a lot of fun for me because it was just like Abdi was going nuts and I could watch Abdi shoot the ball all day. I have spent a lot of time watching Abdi shoot the ball over the years. We um, watch Abdi score all day, man. Um, it's just when you play that sort of style where you're going to. I don't know that we spoke about the game that Joventut might be able to steal is like, if a, if a, if a good, if a good enough team kind of turns it into a shooting competition, I feel like the first court, first quarter was a bit of that. Um, I, I don't know. There was a point where I was like, even with not even putting on a certain lineup. So I was like, Hey, could Malaga just press these guys? Cause they don't want to run with people. And we'd spoken about, well, I've, banged on the last couple of weeks about the fact that i like that malik are playing a little quicker and i don't know can you crank it up even more and just these guys don't want to run was my thing and then second corner they did that they got going they pressed a little bit more um i think his is romero coming in off the top of my head i said i wasn't gonna look at his plus minus until i got into the podcast it was like yeah there you go plus 21 um
1: in 22 minutes
0: yeah i was like his lineups were press lineups or they were we're gonna run a little quicker lineups yeah. um i think that was kind of making the difference and there's one point Sorry, i just i've watched this game this morning so i just remembered bits and pieces but there's something that made me laugh where it's like malaga came out third quarter with christian barba on the floor and he's quick and it, they didn't press, and it was a bit like, all right, like if you're going to make a change from one guy to another for your apparent advantage and you don't really leverage that, it's was like, you may as well have Abdi on the floor and shoot the ball. Um, it wasn't bad or anything. I'm just like, I don't know, if I'm watching a game being like, when are they going to press and just blow a quarter out by 20, and then they have a lineup on, and I'm like, oh, this might be it. Do you want to push it here? Nope. Uh, okay. Seemed a little... Strange, but they kind of got it done comfortably anyway in the end. So all of that doesn't matter.
1: It was strange on that front. Uh, I'm with you on that one. They look like they have plenty of, well, not plenty, but enough configurations where they could have pressed this team specifically. I don't know if they would want to weigh that up against some of the stronger teams. No. Um, for me, probably the most noteworthy thing with this entire game was I don't know if you spotted this as all the games were going on on Saturday. But the live stats on this were stuck at six six for like a day and a half.
0: Ah uh, no, I didn't, I didn't see that. So um,
1: I at the point where I was scanning through and trying to get it, it was like six six, and it was a tie with Salvador and Salvador Senna and Roberto Meno, both with six points each on three of three shooting. I was like, oh my god, they're clearing out and just playing one on one. To be friends- fair, those
0: guys did go after each other a little bit in the first <laughs> quarter. There was a little bit of back and forward, which I was here for. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah.
1: I think that the only other thing worth mentioning for Joventu is no Gustavo Vilafania, who I assume is away to the um America's Cup at the moment. Yes. And yeah, they it compromised their lineups a little bit. Didn't ultimately, you know, I don't think he would have made the difference, but they're a little bit light on shooting. They got a decent game from one of their local guys there uh, from the pre-Expendables um, iteration of this team. Alvin Benal with 25. Mena with 19. Jose Leap with 11. On the Malaga side, Salvador with 32. Uh, which Yeesh. must be his biggest game. Big
0: fella. I remember yeah. he had 30 against us the very first game I played in Spain.
1: <laughs> I remember that, actually. Um, Yeah, Mena, decent, big, tall guy. Ben Leach, sizable dude, neither of them in the muscle mass tier of Sandor and he was get, getting inside and finishing off on them, solidly enough. Uh, Esparza with 22, including 12 of 13 free throws. and yeah. Kyle Kyle with 18, Abdul with 10. So, decent win for Malaga, obviously not playing the best team and not playing them at full strength, but certainly got a pretty game showbent team who were up for it and Managed to put them away anyway, so shout out to them.
0: Yeah, very little else here. This was, yeah, this was a little bit more fun than I thought it was going to be. So yeah. that's always nice, but put them away fairly comfortably in the end. All right, moving on. Katafe 31, Illunion 77. I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time on this. Um, interesting to see Illunion come out with their starters from the second half of last season where they go Asso, Bill Latham. Tom O'Neill, Greg, and Danny Sticks and just run teams off the ground. uh, Run teams into the ground, sorry. Um, But first quarter kind of took them a little while. 14-11.
1: Let's do the the quarter split similar to what you did for the previous game. So if you add up the totals for the first and third quarter of this game, you get an incredibly meek Illunion advantage considering the quality of the two teams of 29-21. And then if you total up the scores for the second and fourth quarters, those two quarters add up to 48-10, which in- includes an 18-0 fourth quarter by Alunion, which begs the question, where was that in the first quarter? And then everybody could have started getting ready to jump on the bus home. But...
0: I think where it was in the first quarter was in the back pocket ready for when they realized that they have <laughs> to take it out. We did the same thing man. We did it for a full yeah. half. Like we didn't get going until the third quarter arguably against them. So I think yeah, good enough that they'll kind of stick around if you if you let them for a little bit and then they, you know, far too much quality for this to have been an issue. So they took it away. Um let me see. Points totals wise, uh, Paco Quiles' uh, revenge game with twenty. B, 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 b. I mean, twelve on twenty-nine percent shooting. Uh, Rodrigo that Perez with eleven. What's huh? that? Oh, sorry?
1: That sounds less like a revenge game when you say it like that. Uh, yeah. Well, no. If your team gets to thirty-one,
0: um, I saw <laughs> I saw I saw shooting percentage and thought it was points for a second because I just like I needed to scroll over and I was like what and I was like I oh, don't know that makes more. I was like, he didn't have 29 of his team at 31. <laughs> um, but yeah, those guys those guys are top scoring most of the games for them, but 12 and 11 on five from seven on nine from thirty shooting together. That's yeah, that's if that's the height of it, you're in some trouble. Um that one. other side of the ball, who top scored for Illunion? Oh, I was pretty even going, man. Greg with twelve, Bill with twelve, uh Pincho with 12, and then everyone chipped in, everyone scored, everyone else had single figures. Yeah. Fine. We
1: even got a, a Danny Diaz sighting against his old team. Hell yeah. he, he's barely played all year. I wonder if this was like... I can't remember which NBA coach it was, but there was a story of a guy who if he... um if whatever team they rolled in against, if it was either in one of his players' hometown or against their old team, he used to like start them, run the first offense through them, and then bring them back to the bench. If that, was, if that I was I love winning. that. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, are just not the most comprehensive of wins, but the situation didn't really demand it. So, uh, nearly
0: fifty. <laughs> oh, sorry, nearly fifty. Like, it's
1: yeah. Fine. yeah the the lazy blowout right shall we move into talking about a more exciting and ultimately more sad one for
0: you oh yeah so this is mercier 84 uh bilbao i don't want to talk about it no uh bilbao 83 um this game has not yet been available to watch back as far as i can find uh so I don't really remember like there's bits of it that are a blur to me, including mostly the fourth quarter when Murcia went nuts from three. It felt like, uh, I have no real concept of what went on there because in the moment, it's hard to figure that out. Ah, uh, man, we smoked a couple of layups in the last quarter that we could have just taken the game away with. And yeah, it makes a difference, man. Gotta make your layups. Um, <laughs> it's it's tough like we got a turnover at the end of the game it's a it's a block by lalo um but it's turnover very effectively um you don't lose a game from that they don't win a game with a block it's it's cool but yeah i think the tough thing for us is that's another fourth quarter that we give up 30 odd points um which is a bit of a pattern at this point i don't really know why um but yeah man um props to them, Lalo was massive Lalo had 30 on 12 and 19 shooting um, Lee Fryer with 19, had to sit. he had to sit middle of the second quarter as well um, with some foul trouble um, and Joaquin Robles off the bench with 19 also shot the ball very well at points in the fourth quarter that we really that was them making their push and well timed from him and yeah man That we kind of think one of the big things for us as well is like you look at that, and Asier plays 18 minutes and Papi plays 25. They both foul out. Um, if you get 40 minutes from those guys,
1: yeah, there's there's some weird, um, some weird foul numbers for this game because so game ran for 40 minutes, there's a combined 43 personal fouls between the two teams so that's at least one foul a minute going forwards um leifer our fouls out in 34 minutes i think it was um papi and asier in 25 and 18 minutes each foul out lalo was on four fouls i think he was on three for a long time and then he picked his fourth one up relatively yeah. late um yeah, if- yeah remember correctly. We uh, were
0: aware of that.
1: L- Lalo on the receiving end of nine fouls. <laughs> um do with that what you will in terms of how he was handling you guys getting inside and finishing. But um yeah man, I think they we've seen a little bit of crystallization with Mercier, I think, where kind of the formula has been, I mean, I think we talked about them last year and we're kind of like they predominantly played four guys in um Lee Lalo. At that point, it was Joaquin Robles in the starting lineup, and Pablo Sosuela, and they basically relied on those four guys for all of their scoring. Um, the formula at the moment seems to be: Can Lee and Lalo get them somewhere up around fifty between the two of them? Bear in mind they didn't have Pablo for this game, so maybe that's a slight exaggeration. But yeah, it then seems to be that they get one role player per game. and will have like a a mid-game run at some point. Uh it's been Pete Cusack the last couple of times. Um and it was whacking Robles in this game when Pete didn't really have it going on. And yeah, Robles hit a three to keep the momentum going, hit a couple of short post-ups, um kind of free throw line pull-ups when you guys collapsed around Lalo. He made just enough of those to make it a tough proposition. And yeah man Mercia piled it on you guys and yeah, had you been able to keep either Papi or Assier out there to run the offense, I mean, Assier was plus seventeen in the eighteen minutes he did play. So, yeah. um.
0: That's nuts, man. Yeah, so just looking, Robles is averaging seven a game, and he had nineteen, which is you can either go, hey, we gave him that, or you can look at that and go, eh, if he kind of falls down to earth at some point, we might be okay. But either way, like we, we've collapsed a couple of times, and it's no good. Um, but shouldn't have been there. We had two layups in the last minute and a half or two minutes to and we lost by one. We smoked both of those. Like plenty of times to win it. And it's not even it's not the layups either. Like it's I don't know, middle of the second quarter, they have an inbound and I'm looking around and Lee just cuts one on one. Like there's another one in the fourth quarter, Lee beats me one on one in a cut and we have to help and then Lourdes makes a big layup and that kills us. You can kind of force the ball to where you want to and they score anyway. And that's a heartbreaker. And that comes from me being beat one on one. And you know, any if you lose a point, if you lose a game by a point, any player on the other team can look at it and go, Yeah, if I didn't do this one thing, we'd have been all right. But it doesn't work like that, obviously. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think the the interesting takeaway from you guys for this game is you tweaked the lineup again. So you were starting Pappy with the mids lineup. So it's been it was Pat to start the season. He's obviously away with Canada now. It was Assier immediately. It's now Pappy. So, if we keep going at this rate, I'm sure it'll be my turn to start and be ball dominant with the mids before too long, because um, everyone else will have had a go. So, yeah, I don't know yeah. quite command
0: the mids. It's next. We're cycling through our own fours. Do um,
1: I don't know what this means for you guys going forwards, but I think. I'm reminded a little bit of when I think Mercia were like a trendy choice to finish fourth this year, similar to how Vitalid were last season, and I assume people remember it, the mention of it now, but you guys went to Vidalid about this time last year and got absolutely run out of there and they had you guys by 20 and it was like, oh, if they got the inside track 21. And they did until you then beat them by 24 or whatever it ended up being, 24. so at least in, in only losing this game by one point, you haven't set yourself some Herculean task of, um, you know, having to beat Mercy by X number of points going forward. You only need to beat them by literally one or more points.
0: Yeah, um, that'd be so. It ah, oh, I kind of, I, if it wasn't involving me, I'd love to see a game where a team need to needs to win by like two. Yeah, <laughs> like that'd be so interesting. Like winning by one isn't good enough, so you have to win by two. Oh, that'd yeah. be great.
1: Well, that's more or less the spot you're in. <laughs> so enjoy that. All, all I can recommend next time is rather than being up nine and letting them outscore you by 10 in the fourth quarter, I'd recommend being up by at least 11 or more. Yeah,
0: that would, that would be it. Um, yeah, we need to smack teams in the first three quarters is what I've learned. <laughs> I, I'm not learning anything about fourth quarter, not capitulating. I'm learning about needing just smack teams in three. Yeah, that's all it takes.
1: Right. Do you have anything else on this or should we bury this and pretend it never happened as is the healthy response?
0: What game? I don't know what you're talking about. Let's go to Germany. Sounds what like a it? panic response. Like, I don't know what's going on. Let's move country. <laughs> well, All we're right. not
1: even moving yet because you've missed um, Burgos and Mediva.
0: What, sorry? Oh, yeah. I have missed Burgos and Mediva. I closed the last tab and then had that one open and then closed it because <laughs> my brain was like, ah, run away. So... Brogos and Madiba was absolutely wild on the finish, wasn't it? Yep. Oh man, my guy Enzo Trebuchet with a turnover on an inbound foul immediately and then next play of the game he foot plates puts the ball on the floor and turns it over. Oh, oh that's tough. Tough that's times, the, man. Stick the to rough ending.
1: Stick to flying away for fast break layups rather than doing any of the more involved stuff. Um, my very favourite part of this game was I saw the stats before I ever got to it and I was like Geez, Christian Gomez won from 14 that's unusual considering they're playing against not the biggest team in the world and then I turned the stream on and I think on the very first possession he got his own offensive rebound six times and missed all of them <laughs> Um, so I think he was like 0 from 6 to start of the game, I was like okay so I guess he's 1 from 7 going, or 1 from 8 going forwards, he then made his next one on the next possession, I was like oh so he's now 0 from 7 for the rest of the game cool. <laughs> <laughs> it a roller coaster, um but yeah I thought Burgos should have been more comfortable here but ultimately they fell back on the fact that in what was something of a mano-a-mano battle between High usage, tough shot, guys. Flacco came out head and shoulders above John Hernandez on this one. A little bit more help, granted, but he had 36 on 14 of 32 shooting. And if you take away his threes where he did not shoot well, he was 13 of 23 from two-point range. So that's pretty efficient going. Um, he also made, I think it was Martin Arredondo who made the basket to put them up by one after John Hernandez had made it 56-55. Um, and then Flacco made the last handful of free throws. I think he made four straight or six yeah, straight. Yeah, four straight, guess. I think. Um,
0: uh-huh. Yeah,
1: so he put the game away from that. Um, kind of the impressive thing for Burgos, other than getting 20 from Martín Arredondo, who was has not been the picture of efficiency so far, Um, as they've tried to make the pieces fit, with Gomez not shooting well, they just went Gomez out for Helen Freeman, which I think puts them a point and a half or two points under. Um uh depending. On, four? I think he's a four-five uh, it'll be p it'll be two points under because um they Helen will get a point and a half off and Alejandro Garcia will get one for being a junior, I presume. Um so they are minus yeah. seventeen most of the time. Um but yeah, they just went, I mean, they went, I say they went under points, they went to 50, <laughs> 15 points, but yeah, they played Helen 14 minutes in his place uh, with a couple of swaps around that, and she was plus 11. She also ran the pick and roll where Madiba tried to double team Flacco on one of the late game possessions, and they pinned him to the sideline, and it was just ball to Helen, run the four on three, Draymond Green style, and it was a curl and a layup for Martin. Um oh, yeah. Thought that was pretty cool, and if that had been Gomez, that would have been no way. That would have been running a pick and roll and a dump in for a layup. That would have
0: been nine foot post up,
1: a fade away twenty two footer.
0: That would have been like, okay, where's the defender to stop my chair so that I can (laughs) get stopped and post this? (laughs)
1: Um, But yeah, I thought this was. We're going to get to a couple of close games a little bit later, but I thought there was a little bit of a theme for this week, in that. They try and tell you that like close games are incredibly random, and you know it's such a small sample of the last two or three minutes of the game that you know one made shot is like way more disproportionately important. But I I find it hard to square randomness with such a situation when it eternally seems like you can always just tell which team is more composed, and nine times out of ten they win close games. So it can't yep. be that random. Um, uh,
0: is and- that is that the trick then?
1: Well, yeah, just don't, don't sweat it, man. What what's the big deal?
0: Yeah, just don't crap the bed, <laughs> Um
1: But yeah, I thought Burgos did well to pull us out because I thought Mediba's momentum was getting away from them at a, a certain point. And yeah, um, obviously you're not going to rely on thirteen from. Oh, I'm sorry, thirteen made two point jump shots from Flacco every game, but thirty six points from him is going to carry carry you most of the way there against a pretty limited team. Yeah, um, he's
0: always going to shoot enough to make that many. Like, So there's going to be games that he will.
1: Oh, right, I was going to say, I've seen him shoot enough. I don't think I've ever seen him shoot enough to guarantee him making 13 shots.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Any, anywhere from 5 to 18 makes in any given game.
0: Yeah, for right. sure. Should we shift on? Yeah, one thing about that guy is he's going to take 24 shots a game. Actually, I wish we could like consult highest shot attempts per game in the Spanish League because that'd be great yeah it'd be really boring if it was like yeah you know, Fifi because it should be like or he's
1: he's doing the end of training thing where he has to shoot till he misses <laughs> it's just every game he's like I've not missed yet I'll just keep putting
0: them up <laughs> referee asked for the ball back at the end of the game and he's like you get, get your hand away from me <laughs> cool. um, um Germany right um Trio Dolphins, 55. Uh, Munich Iguanas, 53. Oh, I man. Really this one.
1: I was... When I saw this scoreline, I was very excited to watch it. And I was like, yo, we got a close one. And not only have we got another close one, Tria have stolen yet yeah, another close one, as they did the other week. And It looks close, but it wasn't really, because with about three minutes left in the game, Trio was still about 10 points ahead, and then Munich chucked up a couple of late threes, which, all credit to them, they made. But it never felt like there was really one possession in this game where it was like, oh man, this could be the deciding one. Um, Also factoring in that Munich's entire comeback came with Passavan on the bench for reasons I'm not... Totally sure about because the doesn't say that he had any fouls at all. Never mind foul trouble. Um, Although I was amused that as the lead was slipping away, he just sat there on the bench with his hands on his head in disbelief at all times. It's like you've subbed yourself back in there. Yeah, you
0: know, you know, you're the coach and also (laughs) the player. (laughs) Like, oh no, I wish we could put someone back in to make some shots to steady the ship. You're the guy that can put the shooter back in, and you're also the shooter. (laughs) Like. God, <laughs> oh, sick. But yeah, I wonder if he was like, "All right, we're up by however many. I'm gonna just see if we can steady the ship." Like, yeah, like guys, ride it out.
1: Couple of wins in the bank recently as well. That like, there's not many times. Trier have been in a position to let the rest of the team figure it out um, without Dirk's guidance, because there's been so many times we've talked about them in past seasons where they've been scratching for every win they can get to try and keep themselves in a good spot and legitimize themselves above kind of the teams that just come up and down every year. So I understand why they went with this approach, but <laughs> yeah, if you're passive on, at least be slightly less aghast considering that you have the power to completely right the ship if you so choose.
0: Yeah. But yeah, from the uh, how disappointed are you any time you see a two point game and it the last shot was to bring it from four to two rather yeah, than tied to up two?
1: It's the worst, isn't
0: it? Ah, oh, so sad. It's, it's it's not a real problem, but yeah, I just I want game winners. But it's I don't know. I think sixty percent of the games that are two point wins at least are probably like okay, there was a comeback, came short rather than something yeah. rather than the other way Rod. but yeah it, it is probably shame. not true
1: it is a shame um but yeah I thought other than that one of my favorite moments of this game is an incredibly small thing but off the opening tip ball bounce to Patrick Dorner who gets a three up occasionally but he decided on this one he was just taking the opening tip and shooting a three as if he was Terry Bywell with the loony on I was like yo that's a guy who knows that Dirk shoots when the ball hits his hands, brother He's had enough years in Trier to be like, hey, if I catch this off the opening tip off, this is going up. So yeah, shout yeah. out to that guy. Um, shout out to Walter Vlander and 14 points. And also was apparently greatly appreciative of us calling him the bullet thing from Super Mario because he um followed us on Instagram during the last week. So oh. way to way to go him. Um on the meter. It's already side, a fun one. On the Munich side, 22 from Florian Mack, 16 from Gabriel Rodler, with slightly less forgiving backboards in Trier than in their um, home venue in Munich, it would seem. Yeah, and then uh, We've got-
0: you, you've just, you've just, sorry, you've just piqued my interest there. Do you think Lucas has had the run of the like the greatest run of forgiving home court backboards of all time, going from Bilbao to here? <laughs> Like a, he's like Hall of Fame bank shooter teammate, <laughs> well,
1: but it's um it's a tough one to judge with the Bill Bowen because I don't recall a point at any stage of any game where Asier dumped him the ball, <laughs> so it's just like yeah he, he's probably looking up at oh he's probably listening to this now being like oh man nice to hear they had soft backbones in Bill Bowen I would have loved to have gotten a shot up at some point, <laughs> uh, so yeah Munich didn't really come within any great distance of stealing this one, but um, yeah, I think we touched on it when they played Cologne last time out and man, they, the Munich bench, when I say the Munich bench is a problem, I don't mean in like the douchey um, Twitter NBA hype train. This guy is a problem kind of thing. I mean, yeah. Emoji
0: with uh, air being breathed out of nose. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, yeah, the Munich bench, three guys playing a combined, what do you call it? Thirteen minutes um for a total plus minus of I think plus seventeen is that off the top of my head. Uh, minus seventeen, excuse me. Yeah. I was um, say,
0: that would not be a problem. That would be a problem. <laughs> be...
1: Yeah. Um obviously pretty understandable, man. New team, they've got a decent first five, not a whole lot more. Um, no sign of Katerina Lang recently. So will that help bolster the numbers? Possibly. We would certainly hope so. Um, We don't know. And we may or may not find out. So not a whole lot more to chuck in on that one.
0: Nope. Should we shift on? Let's do it. All right. Uh, Overtime game here. Cologne 75, Zwickau 62. Game going to playing to 40 minutes tied and then being 14-1 in a five-minute spell is ridiculous. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, it took, been... took Cologne a while to get go, and they were, they were down in the first quarter, and then this was another, I don't know, I, I came up for me in the Malaga game, where it's like, alright, if you're going to put this line up for a certain thing, that certain thing better actually be what's happening. So they went like their starters, they made some subs, they took uh, Bullock-Codal out, put Thomas Ryer, and made some other subs I don't quite remember. And they were like, right, we're going to press. Zwickau so just broke through the press immediately. And there was one point where they were pressing um, Thomas Ryer, who is obviously more mobile than Bullock-Cudell, was in the backcourt underneath the basket. And I was like, he could probably have just put Cudell there and had enough going on in offense. Yeah. Not that like Thomas Thomas Ryer did fine, and we like him here. Um, he was 8 from 14, he had a really good game. But it, just at that point, I was like, you made yourselves depressed. Does the press work? Like, <laughs> not saying you need to go back to your starters, but do you need to adjust your press, or uh, what's the deal? Um, but, yeah, they eventually Cologne eventually figured it out if you can call it wrong, with Uni promoted Zwickau in 40 minutes figuring it out. and uh, They kind of got away with one as well, because last possession of the game um, Zwickau dumped it inside to Anna Dodds and she has a layup a rim out and I think they have three attempts to at put back and don't make any of them and you're you're that away from losing a game yeah. to newly promoted Zvika, which is tough. They're not S in hot rolling bears yeah. level of bottom team in the league obviously but there's a game that Cologne should that be was a, That more. was
1: a dropped in stray bullet I wouldn't have expected you to roll out there I appreciate it though um, but yeah I think the other element of that is there was there a was handful of kind of last gasp shots to try and put Zwickau ahead by one. But up until that point, I think Cologne had gotten ahead. Let's see, what was the score when we got into overtime? Um, so the score going into overtime, so after regulation, was 61 all. And to get to that point, I think Cologne got ahead 56 51. And then allowed Zwickau something like eight straight points to then fall behind by three. So it was a real end of game mess. The overtime period was just going back to the composure thing we talked about. I think you could see Zwickau's inexperience and they were missing shots they had made earlier in the game, rushing their offense. And the most of Cologne's points came back, came from just pull the rebound down, long outlet pass layup, which is something that Zwickau hadn't been giving up for the vast majority of the like I think Cologne get, got a couple here and there because they got quick guys, but they got a disproportionate amount of them in the last five minutes. And yeah, yeah to me, that screams less experienced team. You know, you rush and make mistakes on the offense. You then compound that because you're, mistake made you're so desperate for like an offensive rebound or a steal to rectify the situation that you then get taken advantage of going the other way. But um yeah man, I thought it was it was an interesting matchup in and of itself. Um Zvika with a handful of huge physical guys in Marek Veselovsky and Maxi Chaga and even Stephen Elliott to some extent those three kind of biggish to mid-sized guys going up against Kudal who is probably the height of any two of them stacked on top of each other (laughs) and what is I I can't decide what movie villain his look is going for with the beard and the like kind of high ponytail thing it's a little bit genie from Aladdin if he was roided up and huge
0: but um it's not right it's, What an accusation! This is <laughs> this is dodgy territory all around. We're about I mean. that likening people to 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 villains from movies, and you're like, ah, maybe maybe this is maybe this is not great. Um,
1: anyway, you get what I mean. But, I do. Yes. Sorry. I thought, I thought it was funny that Zvika were trying to do the whole you know muscling them up and being physical across the board thing, and it took like two and a half quarters for um. Cologne to realize they had Tommy Gray there, who was, for all intents and purposes, just like in a scene of a movie where a bar fight breaks out. There's always like someone who's totally calm and finishing his drink before he goes and gets properly stuck in. And Tommy Gray was essentially that guy's like, hey, I, I can muscle up with anybody. It's like, hey, maybe maybe let your coach know that and get yourself in the game sometime before, you know, halfway through the third quarter. I'll also, the why... coach knows that, right? Why Cologne only ever play Robin and Mustafa? Together when they do the two threes unit is beyond me, man. Like they do the three threes thing with one big and Matthias Heinbach, and then they go two threes, and it's always Robin Mustafa, uh, their 2 point one big, and their one five right who shout out to him, he had a good game. Um yeah. but yeah, I don't know why they don't sometimes go Tommy in those Lineups because it's like, hey, you've got another three who's big and physical and isn't putting all the stress on your one big guy to do all the inside stuff. But what do I know? Um, yeah,
0: what do we know?
1: Don't say yeah to that. I'm making a good point. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, you're you're right. What you do, know you know know do you know? Is no, I'm joking. Shout out to
1: the bigs from Cologne man. So Codal was sixteen. Um, has been their most reliable scorer basically all season. Usually only. On like short post ups where he finishes with one hand or like mismatches hit the three to tie this one up to put it put it into Unbelievable. Um, a Unbelievable! I'm such a bullet
0: Cordal fan this year, man.
1: <laughs> and yeah, Thomas Raya hasn't played a huge number of minutes all season, but he just came into this game off the bench, shut out, like, he him shut out with Cannon. And he's I'd love to a see, see if bit... they can
0: scrape together some bullet um Thomas Raya minutes together, but I don't. They have threes and they have ones. They could probably figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. They,
1: I think they can just about do it. Um
0: two ones, done.
1: Yeah. And shout out to Robin Parkvish playing forty five minutes for the second game in a row. Um, I hope he's getting getting a bonus on his his wage when it rolls in. But a little bit quiet for most of the game. Um he put away a lot of layups to kind of seal things and yeah, he's not the most calming offensive presence in the world, I think it's fair to say, but he does have these... He's kind of an ideal, hey, let's get tied within five minutes and see what goes our way, because he's kind of a randomly streaky offensive player. Also, do you think the Cologne like scouting report was like, hey, Zwickau are pretty good, they're not going to roll over, but they're just unfit enough that they can hang for 40 minutes, and then if we get five more minutes, we'll absolutely blow them out of the water.
0: Yeah, If we can just drag them into the deep waters of five minutes after the game's meant to be finished, we'll be all right. There are teams that are like, you know, there's teams that are like, hey, we'll press and don't worry, third, fourth quarter, it'll show on them and yeah. they'll feel it and we'll be fine. But it's like, hey, if we just get them into overtime, we can take it. It's a completely insane thing. But yeah, um, I, I actually like that, if that were um, the case.
1: The randomest thing about this overtime period is it went cologne basket to start up. Um free throw made by Agaras Chiplinskis, if I remember correctly. That was Vicar's one point and then it was 12 straight points from Cologne to finish the game. And yeah. similar to what I said with the Illunion Etafe thing, they must be looking at that coming off as two straight overtime games. They must be like, yo, where's this when we <laughs> Why? Why wasn't this here to get us a cushion to start the game? Um, yeah,
0: twelve points in four minutes—you'd have been fine. Yeah. Like if you we, just did that once every four minutes.
1: <laughs> well, what what would you finish on? Twelve points in four minutes—you would finish with hundred twenty for the game if you carried that on. So
0: that would have done you against a team that had sixty-one. Yeah, you'd have. Been I fine. would say, arguably, <laughs> that would have done that,
1: it. That would almost have beaten them twice.
0: Yeah, um, also, I would say if you get 12 points in four minutes from breakaway layups, from dip passes and steals and stuff, you're probably not letting a team get to 60 either.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Shall we wrap here and we'll let people know, obviously, there's one there's one game that happened this weekend that we've not talked about yet. Do you want to let people behind the curtain on what our plans are for that one?
0: Uh, let people behind the curtain. That's funny. We probably should have led with this, but yeah, we're going go to go During land dill um later on in the week hopefully we will be joined by rose hollerman um to talk about the game and hopefully she'll be able to give us some fun stuff about what goes on in terms of game planning and the week of a game like this and yeah worst case scenario she'll just be here to talk some nonsense with us which is always great because rose is great so yeah, yeah.
1: Su- suspicious timing that she would show up after a hot shooting game for herself you know they played they played each other a handful of times last season and I don't remember her jumping on as a guest at any point but
0: I was gonna say Rose Rose gets some minutes and she's in no um no I was talking to her about trying to get her back on last week so this was really good timing sort of post during and pre uh parapans so yeah, yeah hopefully sure. get Rose in by the end of the week. and
1: If Landil hear that, they must have been like, yo, offer her to come on the podcast every week if it means she rolls out and drops 20 points in 20 minutes if that, if she knows she's got a podcast appearance lined up.
0: That'd be great. That'd be great just being like, hey, I know I'm going to talk about this. I better show off. <laughs> no, I doubt, I doubt that's the thing. All right, cool, right. Um, That's it. Belt? The Belt will probably be the other game related, so will yeah. we leave it?
1: will withhold the belt for the time being because well we can't ask Rose to give it out because she'll give it to Yelma. So
0: she'll give it to herself or Mendel, but that's probably my A and B in some capacity anyway. They can share. Ah, we'll we'll let her do this. Alright, cool. cool. Thank you very no much problem. for listening guys. Peace. See you next week. My